The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show, one week before the draft. It's not even a week. We're almost there. And boy, there's speculation left and right about trades. There's Ocho Cinco. There's all kinds of stuff. We're going to cover a little bit of that and the bone line here on show 234. Well, Raider Nation, so much to do, so much to talk about. Draft picks, free agents, what do we need? What are we going to do? Gosh, who knows? But it's beautiful because the draft is almost on us. And on that note, let me just tell you what we're going to have on our show today. It's a crapshoot! That's right, the draft is a crapshoot. You know that. You know how my feelings about that that are. But I'm going to go over the draft anyway. We're going to go over what the possibilities could be just here a week before the draft happens. We also hit the Raider Take. Sean from the Raider Take, of course, a great blogger. We're going to hit up what he has to say. It's great to hear. You're going to love it. A little bit about Jason Jones as well, a writer uh, for the Sacramento Bee. Great guy. He's going to do basketball, not uh, the Raiders, uh, cover the Raiders anymore. It's a shame. Did a great job. We'll hit on him. And a little bit about Tom Cable and his latest press conference about, well, among other things, the draft, which was very uneventful, typical coach dodging. And uh, then we'll hit the bone line. That's the last of it all. So stay tuned for this show because it's going to be one wild mother. Well, Raider Nation, I got to go out on a little tangent here. If any of you have the NFL Sirius or the XM radio channels, is it just me? Or do those guys constantly talk about the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Patriots? And I think that's about where it ends. I haven't heard anything more than those teams in weeks, what they're going to take, the Jets. Let me go on to say that's some bullshit. Because I don't get no love. The West Coast teams, none of us. I mean, Seattle's not getting no love. San Francisco ain't getting no love. And the Raiders definitely ain't getting no love from the NFL XM. A bullshit radio. I got one thing to say, man. Raider Nation, call in to those people. Call in and talk to them about the Raiders. The only way we're going to get in is to get in, if you know what I'm saying. And I've tried to call a million times, and it's tough to get in there. But, man, I'm sick of hearing about the East Coast teams. That's some bullshit. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Our first story of the day. It's a crapshoot. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. If you've ever been a lady to begin with, luck be a lady tonight. It's a crapshoot, all right. You know the draft. You don't know if you're going to get somebody great, somebody good, 
or somebody that's no good. You know what I'm saying? A lot of wasted money. The Raiders have seen it before, and I'm sure we'll see it again. I just hope not this season. It is a critical season for the Oakland Raiders to make good choices. And I can tell you right now, I've been popping off about defense. Well, and it's not going to happen. I'd love it to happen, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> this is a little article out of San Francisco Gate, Silver and Black, and it's written by David White. Uh, great, great uh, little blog here. So let's just see what Mr. White has to say. You know, the draft is a funky thing. You just don't know who you're going to get for sure. I particularly think that uh, we should work on our defense, but that's probably not going to happen. Tom Gable already said he has four guys in a pool uh, at number seven that he's going to try to look at. Now, there's been a lot of speculation that Texas Tech, Michael Crabtree might make it down to the number seven pick. I don't think so. I don't think that this guy's skills, he's going to make it to number seven. I know I've been saying we shouldn't pick him if he's there, but I don't think he's going to be there really. If he is, we'll probably take him, and that'll be a good thing, not bad. I like him a whole lot better than Missouri wideout Jeremy Macklin. He scares me a great deal, and he has James Jett written all over him in my book. Uh, I don't think we should spend the money on this cat, but then again, if he's available, I bet Al goes for this guy for sure. Now, I know Cable's in the wings waiting, wanting to get his surprise and his prize, for crying out loud. And Alabama left tackle Andre Smith might be a big surprise. Unfortunately, I don't think it's a big surprise about his work ethic. And I think when you get a player like that and pay him that kind of money, you're really taking a big chance on someone who really wants to make it in the NFL and not just get the money and run, if you know what I'm trying to say. Andre Smith is a question for me. Maybe he'll be working out good. I don't know. But we have Boston College defensive tackle B.J. Raji, who is also in the wings. I just don't see the Raiders spending number seven on a defensive player. That's not how Al rolls, and I'm sure there's players down the line that they'll pick for the defensive line. I think they've already figured it out. I think that they think their recent little allocations uh, in the free agent market, no big splashes, of course, that they've got that line handled. I beg to differ. Then there's Maryland receiver Darius Hayward Bay and Ole Miss offensive tackle Michael O'Hare. Both those guys are in the wings, and they possibly could get a, get a job. I would love to see Brian Orcapo, Okapo, whatever you call his name. He is a monster. I've seen film. It looks good. We need that guy on the other side of Burgess to put the hurt on people. But I just don't think with a number seven pick, that's going to come down to that. I think we're going to go all offense. And if not, Michael Crabtree will probably do an offensive lineman. That's my prediction because uh, the Raiders don't usually do that defensive thing. And they're not going to do it this year for sure because we have so many needs in our offense I just don't see it. Michael Crabtree is a stud, six foot one, two hundred fifteen pounds. He's a big body receiver, but he has an insane jump. The guy can catch a ball, flip backwards, and it sticks to his hand like he got stickum on it. He's a pretty good player, uh, but he has had foot surgery, and that's what a lot of people are going to shy away from him. He would probably go in the first three to five. But he's had surgery on his ankle, so there you go. 
Uh, we do have wide receivers already, like Chaz Shillings, Johnny Higgins, Javon Walker still in the mix. Don't forget about that. But you know, Crabtree could make a great, cons- uh, you know, contribution if he can come in and play like that consistently. I don't know, but I don't think he's going to make it to number seven. I think we're going to have to go with maybe Macklin. Yuck. <laughs> or Andre Smith, and I'm not real happy about that. I think Michael Oher might be a good good pick, too. He's had some questions in his past, but who the hell hasn't, if you know what I mean? Well, we're almost there, man. The 25th right around the corner. Draft day is coming, and you got to be tuned in because I know the Raider Nation is pumped to see what happens. I don't care. I just want it to be over so we can move on to mini camps and see what we have as a team. I love when it's over. I love when it's over and we get an idea of what our team's going to look like. That is a cool thing. When we have some good players in here, there's a good some good draft choices in here, and just not these names are going to make this team. We have five people that are come to the Raiders, and in five people we can see some great, great things. Chad Gillins was on top pick. He's a good receiver. You just never know what you have until you get them. And that's another beautiful thing. We have a young team, people, a very young team with a lot of possibilities. This draft could be a very big step in the Raiders coming back and taking the West. I love it. Basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Got a basketball Jones. Oh, baby. I'd just like to do a little tribute here to Jason Jones, a sports writer for the Sacramento Bee. The guy's been on the Raider blog for quite some time and does a great job at uh, letting us know what's going on. He's a great blogger, very unbiased, uh, very knowledgeable, and tells it like it is. I like this guy, but unfortunately, they're making him do basketball only. Unfortunately for us, because I like the way he writes, very good, clean style with not a lot of horse crap in the middle to fluff it up. Gives you the facts. Very well done. Very well said. And Jason Jones, we're going to miss you, brother. His last articles here are going to be in the Sacramento Bee uh, for the draft, before the draft and the draft, and that'll be it. So Jason Jones, bummer you're going to be gone. Great writer, great blogger for and on the Raiders. He writes a blog here about what about the defensive line? He writes and he says, I'm back from basketball for a little while with the NFL draft five days away. I received a nice email from Roy who questioned my sanity for not listing defensive line as a top five priority in the paper. He's tired of seeing everyone run through the Raiders defense. How can drafting a defensive lineman not be a bigger priority than the death of the offensive line? Allow me to explain myself. I've long considered the Raiders could use help up front. But in putting together my list, I took into account what the Raiders are likely to do. What are they going to do? 
and re-signing William Joseph and adding Ryan Boschetti, I think that's his name, the Raiders, whether you like it or not, believe they've addressed their needs at the defensive tackle position. Yeah. And with Derek Burgess, Jay Richardson, Trevor Scott, and Grayson Gunheim, Annaly High School graduate, thank you very much. But ding, back. Those are four defensive ends that the Raiders really like. And if the Raiders passed on Glenn Dorsey to address offense last year, I have no reason to believe that they would not pass on tackle or receiver or B.J. Raji this year. They won't pass on a receiver this year. Whether you like it or not, the players the Raiders already have are going to have to play better. A defensive lineman uh, wouldn't be a stretch later on in the draft. I just expect the team to address offensive needs and their hole at the safety position first. Well, there you go. I, I don't think they're going to do defense either. I think they'll address those things because that's what they did. They got Ryan Bachetti and they got William Joseph that they re-signed. I don't think either one of those guys did very well for us last season. Derek Burgess is tired. His contract's up next year. Jay Richardson, Trevor Scott, and Grayson Gunheim are okay, but they're not an impact player every down like Derek Burgess can be. And we need somebody in the front. We need the defensive four, man. We need those tackles, defensive tackles, and we don't have them. They haven't been addressing them. Yeah, it's so frustrating. <laughs> anyway, Jason, man, great article, great way to go. So uh, adios, Padna. You did a good job. All righty. What do we got next on the screen here? We have Sean. From the Raider Take, yes, it's been a while since I've done one of these because he's been on a hiatus of sorts, uh, taking a break from the Raiders. But, you know, it's like anything else, Sean. You can run, but you can't hide, Pana. I love it. <laughs> We're all trying to get away from it. I am Raider Greg, and I am a Raider-holic. That's right, and so are you. So without any further ado, let's get to part of his article here he has. He's having a contest at who could pick him, uh, pick the draft picks uh, for this year because a guy named Stickum used to do a pretty good job. But in this, I just want to quote some of this here because he does such a great job of describing things. And I just love it, man. Sean, you're awesome. All right. Sean says, okay, so now we know. We open the season at home on Monday night against the Chargers. Last time that happened, I was there. And it was like akin to washing my eyes out with Clorox and garlic salt. <laughs> that is perfect, brother. The season opener on Monday night against the Bronca Hose two years later was equally scandalous and embarrassing. Can we finally bring it on an opening night against an AFC West rival? Well, we'll know sooner than later. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, gosh. As for the rest of the schedule, when did the Texans join the AFC West? 
We played them every year now. I'm sure someone will bark at me about this makes perfect sense according to the NFL's schedule. Thanks, but I don't want to hear it. Oh, and the Browns are back, too. At least we had a year off from them. That is funny, man. I can't stand playing the Browns. And here's something that troubles me as well. Meanwhile, when recently asked to compare John Marshall's defense to Rob Ryan's, Cable replied, there will be a lot of similarity. Hopefully, we'll just be maybe a little more fundamentally sound, a little more structured. Hmm. Similarity isn't the word I'm looking for, Tom. We ranked 27th in total defense last year. We could stand for a little dissimilar than last year. And what's with a little more fundamentally sound? When you saw what our defense was like last year, it looked like toddler soccer. So a little more structure doesn't quite cut it. How about a lot more structured Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. And he talks about the draft, and he goes on to what the mainstream media say about the draft, but I thought that was very well said, Sean. Yeah, the Clorox and garlic salt in the eyes on our Monday night openers against San Diego and the Broncos is perfect. Absolutely freaking perfect, man. I can't even tell you. Okay, let's go on to the bone line, man. We got things to do. We got people that have things to say, and they just got to get it out. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. Roll the nation a bone, throw me a bone, get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes. And here they are from the nation to your station. We've got Raider Carlos from Petaluma. What you got to say, partner? What's up, Raider Greg? This is Raider Carlos calling from Petaluma. I was just calling to comment on uh, the Jeff Garcia signing. Uh, I think it was a good signing. Have a good backup in case anything happens to Russell. Maybe teach Russell the ways a little bit, how to move with his feet. And uh, I just thought it was a good signing overall. I heard it's just a one-year contract, so it's not really a big commitment. And it should make Russell think about his future a little bit. And I also wanted to comment on the the draft. I think we should be looking to get a defensive tackle or something because I don't want to get shut out on that Monday night game like last year. It was horrible. And, uh, And if Crabtree's there, I mean, we should be able to get a receiver in the second round, so it won't be as important in the first round. But we'll see what happens. All right, man. Call you guys later. Well, I do think Garcia was a great pickup. I think just the the fact that he has great footwork will help Russell along. So far, we're hearing that it's a good 
Good matchup. Russell's digging it. He's working well with them. They're, they've got it together. And trust me, if Garcia gets a chance to play, watch out, brother, because he'll take over. And he could take us to the show. Who knows? He's that good of a quarterback. I think the one-year deal is a great deal. And uh, and I also think we should get defense, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to get Macklin or Crabtree. That's it. We're going to go wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a safety man. <laughs> What can I say? It's the way it is, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Let's see. We got a new caller coming from Nebraska. Who we got? Nebraska Raider. Tell me, brother. Hey, Raider Greg. This is a new caller. Nebraska Raider calling in. I'm uh, loving what we're doing in the offseason. Uh, signing a bunch of people to our O-line. So we signed uh, Marquise Johnson along with Jeff Garcia. I think he's going to be a pretty good uh, backup and uh, work ethics guy for uh, Jamarcus Russell. So I still think Jamarcus is going to be our number one quarterback. Just think uh, old Al Davis brought him in to uh, kind of help us out because uh, Marcus Tuiasasopo and Andrew Walter, I know you love the guy, but, uh, you know, he just hasn't, they're not great backups. I think Jeff Garcia is a pretty good backup. And uh, so I'm thinking uh, I'm not, I, I really don't know what we're going to do in the free agency. I'm kind of hoping not Michael Crabtree because, you know, I think we have Schillens, Higgins. I'd like to see him out there, but I think his attitude's just a little bit off. I think he's a uh, more of a Terrell Owens type of guy. But uh, anyway, I hope I don't sound this dumb on the next call. And uh, go Raider Nation! Yeah, well, good call, brother. Good call. What do you mean? You sounded fine. Listen, the good signings we had with Johnson and Garcia, Jay Russ is going to have to step it up a notch. I like that whole thing. And I think Tui is going to go kablooey, and he's going to get out of here. I'm sad for Walter, man. He's just not our kind of quarterback. So someone should take that guy and make him a hero because he's a great, great passer. He's got a great arm and a great head. He's just on the wrong team. <laughs> Anyway, man, call back. Get another one in. All right, who's next? We have the Aztec Raider. What you got to say, partner? Hey, Raider Greg, how you doing? This is uh, Aztec Raider from Santa Rosa, California, calling in again. Uh, first off, I want to say I enjoy the podcast and I appreciate all the hard work you guys put into making it happen and uh, making it available for all Raider fans. Um, calling about the Jeff Garcia signing. Uh, I really liked it. Gives us a really good backup. I uh, hope you got a chance to see the interview I posted on the forum. Uh, I'm really, I'm really glad he understands where he stands, and I know Garcia can teach Jamarcus a lot. Um, hopefully, how to scramble, get the hell out the pocket, and not lose the fucking ball. Uh, I think this was a good move by the Raiders. It was a great move, and now you got that veteran QB who can come in and push him. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is that, if I remember correctly, last season, Matt Leinart started for the Arizona Cardinals. Then things started going sour, shit started hitting the fan, Kurt Warner came in and uh, led the team on, and they went on in the Super Bowl run, of course they lost, but, now I really, really fucking hope this does not happen to Jamarcus, but just in case it does... Or just in case something bad happens and, and this kid goes down, 
I'm just really glad that we have a QB waiting in the wings who's capable of doing that exact same thing, come in and start and be able to take that role. Um, I doubt this happens, though. Uh, Jamarcus has a really, really good QB coach and Paul Hackett. I really teach him a lot. Um, he used to be the QB coach for Rich Gannon as well. And then now now we just signed this Pro Bowl veteran that can come in here and he can learn from and who can push him and hopefully take his game to the next level, I'm hoping. Well, Raider Greg, this was uh, Aztec Raider, and uh, I'm out. Go Raiders. All very good thoughts on Garcia. And you damn straight he could take us all the way to the Super Bowl. I have no doubt about it. And that's the cool thing. That's the driving force that'll keep Jamoney off his ass and on the field and uh, always looking over his back, man, because you know what? It's about time he had some pressure, and I think this is the real deal. Good for the Raiders. That's what I say too, brother. Thanks for the call. All right, who's next? We have Raider Chris in hostile territory. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ooh, Steeler country. What you got to say, brother? Hey, Raider Nation, what's up? It's Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just want to comment on one quick thing. If the Raiders are going to draft wide receivers or linemen in the first round, second round, whatever, why not sign a cornerback or safety to help out Asamoah and Huff? Now that they got rid of Jabril Wilson, look at the players that they're out there. Dre Bly, you got Roy Williams. You got Chris McAllister. Any one of them would match up well in that secondary. So stick to the linemen, stick to the receivers in the draft, and help out that secondary, make that defense what it was a couple years ago. That's all I have to comment on. Raider Nation all the way. I'm out. You know, you bring up a great point that's not talked enough about. They got rid of Gabriel Wilson, and I kept waiting for them to address this problem, and we haven't. It just terrifies me that we haven't because it makes me think we're going to take one in this number seven pick. In the draft. Oh, gosh, please. Visions of Michael Huff. But anyway, I just hope it doesn't happen. Um, but, man, it sure is scary, and there's plenty of free agents out there. I just maybe they don't want to pay the money. I don't know. Maybe those guys don't want to come to Oakland. Whatever the case may be, we do need another safety, and we need one quick before we draft one, if you know what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. Very good. All right, who's next? We have Lil Raider from East Side Oakland. And that's the real deal, partner. Trust me, I've been there. Five minutes from the Coliseum, brutal. All right, brother, what you got to say, man? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Lil Raider from East Side Oakland reporting live. You know, off at 98th Avenue, five minutes away from the Coliseum. But, anyways, yeah. The draft is coming, you know, and um, here's what I think is going to happen. You got you got the Lions at number one. They going Matthew Stafford, of course. Number two, you got the Rams. They going Jason Smith. Number three, you got the Condiments. They they getting Aaron Curry. Number four, a guy that I want. They getting Eugene Monroe. I think he's the best tackle. You know what I'm saying? And then number five, this way it gets um. It gets weird. The Browns are either going to get Brian or Ragpo or Michael Crabtree. Either one of them. I want Michael Crabtree. So let's say Ragpo stays there, right? Number six, Andre Smith is going to the Bengals, no doubt. 
they're not going to get nobody else. And then it's us. We're either going to have Michael Crabtree or Arakpo, depending on who the Browns pick. I think we're going to get one of those or B.J. Raji. I don't like B.J. Raji. I think he's just a one-year wonder. Uh, we should pass on him. And then Michael Crabtree would be the final choice. That's who I'm going for. Or Arakpo. But I just, Arakpo, man, this guy's a 3-4 guy. He's not a 4-3 guy. He's a 3-4 guy. What is this with Haywood Bay working out for the Raiders and we might take him at seven? Hell no. Nah, hell no. Nah. That's a no-no right there. In the second round, we should get the center Alex Mack out of California. And if not, we just get an, um, a tackle, Evan Britton or William Beattie. I got another thing. Why haven't we signed Roy Williams? Safety. Come on. Why not? Al Davis, you got to sign him. That's my thoughts. So, yeah. Keep it short like that. Red Nation, peace. Totally off the hook. Great call. I love the fact you broke down the draft all the way down to the Raiders. And you're right. The Browns have choice. Crabtree or Okapo? Or Rackpo. Brian Okapo. Okapo, whatever you call his name. Arakpo, 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 Arakpo. I think they do Crabtree. I think they're going to get him. I don't think they can pass him up because they they need a wide receiver. They need, need him. They got to have him, man. The Bengals will take Smith. That's for sure. That leaves us Okapo. Texas defensive end Brian Arakpo is regarded by many as the top pass rushing prospect in the 2009 draft. But I just don't think the Raiders are going to take a defensive man at number seven. I think uh, even Raji, if, if Raji's available, I think they're going with an offensive tackle, the best one at that position. I mean, I, I don't like to say that, but I just think that's going to happen. Uh, I think we need defense. And I know number two, if Alex Mack is anywhere near Raiders, we better take his ass because he is one hell of a stud. And as an offensive lineman, he plays like a defensive lineman. He attacks at the line like nobody I've seen in a long time. Kennedy used to attack at the line. That's what he reminds me of. He's a great player, and I think we need to take this kid. He's smart, and he would definitely be a great choice we could throw in right away in the offensive line. Great call, brother. Keep them coming. You know what I'm saying. All right, who's next? Raider Nation got a first-time caller from Qatar in the Middle East. I got to say this, Raider MD, I got to say thank you, brother, for doing what you're doing out there. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, stay safe and everything else major. Let's hear what you got to say, my brother. A great Raider fan. 40 years. Hit it. Hello, Raider Nation. Raider Greg. This is Raider MD calling from Doha, Qatar, in the Middle East. By way. Of no cow. I'm a long time Raider fan. Been a Raider fan for about 40 years. First time caller. And I want to put my two cents in on the upcoming draft. I believe we have a situation where we have two scenarios. And it depends on who's on the board when we come draft at number seven. Scenario number one if Crabtree is still on the board, at pick number seven, 
I think we need to grab him. Now, I know, Raider Greg, I know, I know, brother. I know you're not big Crabtree fan or taking Crabtree for the seventh number all pick. But my take on that is he has the ability and the potential to be the next Tim Brown for the Raider Nation. Did you hear what I said, brother? The next Tim Brown for the Raider Nation. And you cannot pass. Whether we need him or not, you cannot pass on that potential. And that's all I have to say about that. In the second round, I think we can still get a good defensive tackle. I'm looking at Fila Mola from USC or even Ron Brace. I think he'll be a good run-stopping beast alongside Kelly. Uh, we can finally put that Perdeo Sand on the bench where he belongs, if not get rid of him all total. In the third round, I know the Raider Nation has been looking at uh, Zach Follett. I like the kid. I like his motor. I like his run-stopping ability. I like that he likes to make a lot of plays in the uh, backfield. However, he is suspect on his pass covering skills. Uh, I don't know if that can be uh, worked on or whatever, but uh, I like the kid, uh, and we definitely need help stopping the run. Can't get him. And then uh, there's our defensive end, Larry English, that may be converted to an outside linebacker. He may be around in the third round. And then we got to adjust the safety. Uh, I think Michael Huff, this is his make-or-break year. I think he, he tries to work his way back into the starting lineup. I think that under the new defensive coordinator, uh, he has the ability to do that. I think uh, the scheme that we had in the uh, Rob Ryan years was a joke. Uh, I think Rob Ryan was a joke, and uh, he didn't play to Huff's abilities. So I think uh, we have to give Huff one more shot. If not at uh, strong safety or free safety, maybe put him in a nickel package as a defensive back. But the man has serious skills. I just think he needs to be schemed right to play off those skills. But in the fourth, we need to address our safety position, our defensive back position. I'm looking at the Lewis Delmont from Western Michigan or even a Rashad Johnson from Alabama. Outstanding. Scenario two, I think we can go... Uh, B.J. Raji, beast in the middle. Then we can uh, draft the Patrick Chong from Oregon. I think he'll be around uh, by the time our pick comes on the second round. Then we got to go with outside linebacker, uh, our defensive end, Larry English or Zach Follett, or even a Clint Fintum, and then hit the safety again. All right, brother. That's my take on the draft, the upcoming draft. Good luck to the Raider Nation. We only have five picks. We have to make them count. We have to pull at least two starters out of this draft selection. So uh, what we don't need is a WTF or what the fuck pick. So good luck to us, bro. Raider Nation is coming back. This is our year, baby. I can feel it. I feel it. All right? Much love to the nation. Well, that's a lot of good wisdom, man. You let it all in that call. And, man, you making me shame here. With throwing in Tim Brown's name associated with Crabtree. I said, damn, man. You hit me to the heart. Man, if that guy could be another Tim Brown, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. If he could be, man, let's take his ass yesterday. We need another Timmy B, man. 
We need another guy with his heart, with his desire, with his skill set. That is for sure, man. As far as the draft, man, you got it all down. I don't know if English is going to be there for us in the third. And as far as Michael Huff goes, uh, well, Huff Daddy is a good guy, too. He's not only a good player, he's a good personality, he's a great guy. I just hope he stays with the Raiders. I hope they can use his skill set and make it to the Raiders' advantage because he's got to make it or break it year. You're absolutely right. And I think that's what they're thinking with this guy. And I think we will take another safety later, maybe our fifth pick. But I know we're going to get a safety somewhere in there. And as far as the WTF pick, I freaking love it, man. That is fucking priceless. I'm taking that one to the bank. Great call, man. Hey, man, stay safe. God bless you and all of y'all. You know what I mean? Okay? So, uh... Raider Nation, man, we are awesome. I got to tell you that, man. The Raider Nation is an awesome community, and that phone call just tells it like it is, man. Anywhere in the world, the nation is alert, alive, and ready to throw it down. I love it. Okay, who we got next? We got Big Fred, Raider Redneck. Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, man, I love you guys. You're the best. What you got to say, brother? Hey, y'all. What's up? This is Big Fred, the Redneck Raider fan from Tennessee. Can't wait for y'all to come over to Nashville and show these Tennessee titty babies. They're also pre- they're also more prima donna than the New York Giants. So y'all come over and show them a good ass kicking. So go Raiders and silver and black. See you bye. Ever so short, but ever so sweet. He just wants us to come down down there to Tennessee and kick some ass. And that's good, man. We need you out there to represent because the Titans have been uh, they've been a pretty close foe to the Raiders here in the past couple, well, the past 10 years anyways. They've been chasing it, and so have we. So, uh, yeah, I hope we can go down there and kick their ass. They're a pretty good team, though, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing about that. All righty, who's next? Big Raider Dave from Washington. No! What you got to say, brother? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Dave in Washington. Yeah, I've been hitting them uh, sports message boards a lot here lately, and I found myself on a Denver Broncos message board the other day, so I I started a thread (laughs) uh, stating my thoughts about their... their, uh, trade for Kyle Orton, getting rid of Jay Cutler, and you would not believe how how grouchy those guys were. Holy cow, you mentioned some words like uh, rebuilding years and uh, sucks and uh, too bad for you, and they get all pissed. What the hell? <laughs> I thought it was pretty freaking funny. And then uh, about the draft... You know, with all the moves we made on that offensive line, I'm not sure if that's the way we're going to go now. Like Raider Greg said on his last podcast, I'm kind of hoping this defensive line now, you know, Raji would be a good pick. But uh, for some reason, that Crabtree keeps coming back to mind. So I think that's probably going to be our guy. You know, just hopefully we go after the defense early. You know, Raji would probably be the best pick for us at number seven. For some reason, I just think it's going to be Crabtree. 
Oh, well. This is Raider Dave, and I'm out. All right, Raider Dave hits it again. Well, you know what? Crabtree won't be a bad pick. I'm telling you, now that I'm thinking Tim Brown, uh, thank you, Raider MD, it could be the way to go. I think the best player for any position at that that slot, we got to take them. If B.J. Raji is not the best player at that position, then forget it. Um, I'm not sure about him. You know, I'm just not sure where we're going to go. There's a lot of scenarios. I think it really depends on what the Browns do because they're the ones who are going to take the wide receiver or not. So that's what I'm thinking, too. Great call. Thanks again, Raider Dave. Okay, who's next? We have the Virginia Raider. What you got to say, my good brother? What's up, Raider Nation? It's Virginia Raider. Um, it's about 7.20 on the East Coast. Um, NFL Network's putting out the schedules for this year. The Raiders, the 9 schedule, uh, I know we're sitting 19th as far as strength of schedule goes, but I wouldn't put much stock into that because uh, look at who all the people that were playing Miami uh, last year, say, for instance, um, probably had an easier schedule because Miami was the worst team in football uh, last year or the year before last and uh, going into last year. And uh, then they come out and go 11-5 and five or 12-4 or, and four or whatever and make it into the playoffs. So you can't put too much into the strength of schedule. Um, uh, but concerning our schedule, we've got one night game. Obviously, that's uh, Monday, September 14th. Opening game or, or opening or second game of Monday night, excuse me, um, on ESPN. Um, then we're at KC, uh, home versus the Broncos, on the road at Houston, on the road at the Giants, at home versus Philly, at home uh, versus the Jets, on the road at San Diego. We've got a bye week, week nine. Uh, got two home games against KC and Cincy, two road games. Following that, Dallas Pitt, uh, home versus Washington, two road games at Denver and Cleveland, and close out against Baltimore home. Um, I think we could win some games, man. Um, we'll really see what we've got when we come out Monday night versus the Chargers. I'm hoping we can beat them because that's what's going to set our season. We've got a lot of questions if we don't come out and at least play very well. And by well, I mean if we do lose no more than by three points. But we'll find out. Um, we got a long way to go. The draft's next week. Um, no need talking anymore about that because uh, nobody knows where we're going to go. Uh, we'll find out Saturday, but uh, next Saturday. But just looking at the schedule, uh, we can win some games. Um, I'm not going to predict any right now because I tried that when I first started listening to the podcast and calling in on the phone line and. Uh, didn't really work too well for me for some reason. I don't know why. But um, anyway, uh, I'm hoping too many people won't call in and speculate and try to guess games because uh, I'm real uh, hoping that we don't jinx ourselves. Um, so don't uh, don't call in and, and, and guess games uh, yet. Let's see what we do next week. And then we can start guessing games. That's all I've got this week, guys. Peace. Great call, Virginia Raider. Great call. And the reason I call it great, we talk about the schedule. Now, I haven't said anything about the schedule, but I will say something about it right now since she brings it up. 
The good thing about this schedule is we first have our first five games on the West Coast. That gives our guys an opportunity to get used to playing the game without this big time differential that does indeed make a freaking difference. The stats will tell you that. We don't have any games that are on the far East Coast. A lot of our games are closer than that. Dallas, things like that. Um, so it's not like we have a lot of big-time East Coast trips that take a lot out of your team. That's going to help us out a lot, too, on this on this particular schedule. I think we should, we can win some games, too. Which games? I'm going to tell you you can win every game. I think we can win every one of these games if we play the way they can. As far as Monday night goes, bring it the fuck on because I'm ready to beat the shit out of those Chargers for sure and shut their yappy mouths about everything. Because if you ain't got no blink, you can't say a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. Great call, man. Thanks. We'll talk to you in a little bit. I'm sure. All right, who's next? The Crusader Raider strikes yet again. Great call, man. What you got to say, Keith? Let's hear it, brother. Hello, Raider Nation. Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. Guys, the schedule's out for 2009, and it looks a good and looks good opportunities in those first four games to be uh, 4-0, 4-0. Come on, Raiders, let's be 4-0 before the Crusader Raider, Dave Chapman, and my wife, Sarah, uh, are planning on hopefully making the short trip across uh, to New York uh, to see the Raiders win at Giant Stadium uh, when we go there uh, on October 11th. We're hoping to fly out to, to the Giants game on the Friday on the 9th and then fly back into London on the 12th and make it a bit of a weekend in New York. So, New York, Tommy, get your plans going, boy, and start looking out for them cheap tickets or deals. We're going to need at least four, and Sasha and Paul, who, who we all met up with last year at uh, the game in Oakland for the Panthers game, are planning also, hopefully, to go to New York. So we're going to have some representation there in the Big Apple. And then it's back to uh, back to England, as I say, for about a month. And then we're planning um, our big main crusade over to Oakland, either to see the Kansas City Chief game or the Cincinnati Bengals game uh, in November, dependent upon when the crab feed date is, is fixed by the Blitnikoff Foundation. I've sent an email to Angela. I'm hoping to hear back from her in the next few days. And then we can start the planning uh, for this year's trip. Hopefully um, they won't pick the 8th of November weekend when we've got our bye week for the crab feed, because that would be a bit of a bummer for us. And we uh, it wouldn't work for us, but we're hoping that the Chiefs are the Bengals game, especially if it's a Bengals game, because they would have no excuse but then to try to get down to Dallas for the Thanksgiving game. Exciting times here at the Raiders. Um, pleased about the signing of uh, Garcia. Um, pleased about everything that's going on in the off-season. Uh, looking forward to the schedule. Looking forward to the plans. Hope Raider Greg is sorting out the Raider Nation podcast party and get together in November. Now we've got the scheduled dates out. We've just got to work out when people are coming in. And then all you guys, it'd be great to see you there in Oakland or New York City uh, as we make our trips over to the States this year. Um, fantastic messages on the last podcast. 16 callers, the no-name Raider. Don't forget to give your name, boys. I love it when they hear those calls. Virginia Raider, thank you for your, your comments. Juan Jorge, uh, Raider Mike, all the guys. It was really, really good to hear from you, from you all on that last podcast. 16 callers, loved every one of them. Anyway, that's it for now. Let someone else have some of the bone line time. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. Looking forward to making our plans, booking our flights, 
get in the hotels and partying with all you guys in Oakland. Crusader Raider, I'm out. Now, Raider Nation, I want to say one thing, man. The Raider Nation itself, like I've been saying, this whole show is insane. It's so awesome. We have such a great fan base of such a diverse and just awesome, friendly. It's a crazy cultural phenomenon. I love the Raider Nation. These fans, Sasha and Paul and Raider Dave and Keith and Richard, these guys are they're going to New York for a game, going back to London, and then coming here in November. Check that out. Now, that, <laughs> that's crazy. I just think it's dedication above and beyond. They're great people. Great, great guys. You got to meet them, and we're going to have a potty, and I just have to find out when you're going to be here. So when you're, you let me know, I will let everybody else know, and we will get down. Uh, Raider Nation podcast style. You know we rock. Yeah, you do. Okay, great call, man. Thank you, Crusader Raider. All that great stuff. I love it. All right, who's next? Oh, we have a very special guest caller. Yes, this guy called in, especially for the Raider Nation. Um, you've heard of Sleepless in Seattle. Well, this is Clueless in Ohio. Yeah, that's right, buddy. My partner here, Randy, the techno freak, got your number. He knows exactly where you're calling from. And that's right. You've been found out. You're in Brown's country. What you doing being a boatless, nutless, chargeless, dead battery out there in Brown's Bengal country? Man, what's wrong with you? Your mommy dropping on your head? Let's hear your crap right now. Yeah, hi. I just watched your Raider Nation video cast. Um, the main primary concern was the San Diego Chargers, and you had several individuals showcasing the Raider Nation. I think that it's quite possible that you might be the biggest bunch of faggots I've ever seen on video. And the Raiders are the worst fucking team in the NFL. They have crazy four-win annual seasons, and you people are the most ignorant fucks on the entire planet. The Raiders suck. Get over yourselves. You're fucking retarded. Goodbye. Slap a pad, partner. Well, that was so well said for an ignorant San Diego fan lost in Ohio. That's right, partner. Let me just tell you this. You are exactly identical to the rest of you peon boltless, nutless, charges, powder blue wearing, geeky geeks that are over there in your stadium that sell out, by the way, their tickets to the Raiders every game. They don't represent at all. It's just a joke. Your fans are a joke. Biggest bandwagon fans in sports, as are you, I'm sure. And we just want to thank you for one thing taking Norv Turner and making him your head coach. Great move, buddy. That shows some real class. <laughs> don't talk about our four-game winning seasons. We've had some tough years, but you don't have a trophy, do you? Do you? I don't think so. That's right. If you ain't got no bling, you can't say a fucking thing, partner. And I'm glad to know that you listen to the Raider Nation podcast, and I sure as hell hope you listen to this particular show, because you are 
weak. <laughs> Go back when you grow up, partner. You ain't got the same class as these folks down there on this thing. Uh, but you can call in again. I love to hear it. All righty. Who's next, man? Let's go beyond this idiot. We have Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida, man. I like this guy. What do you got to say, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. This is Jeff from Orlando, Florida. I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. I've been listening to the podcast, and I've been enjoying what I've been hearing, but (laughs) we're a fickle bunch of people as Raider fans, and I... I've been listening to changes in the coaching staff and uh, the free agency and what's coming up with the draft and our opinions relative to it. And again, I say we're, we're a fickle bunch of people because I remember last year how many people were saying, no, 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 don't draft McFadden. And once we got him, everybody was excited. I've been listening to people in the beginning of the offseason, no, no, uh, Cable's not the guy, Cable's not the guy. And, uh, again, uh, Gallery, uh, when he had a couple of poor seasons, everybody was ready to write him off as a bust, and now everybody's thinking that he has the potential to be a pro bowl guard. He was just in the wrong position. Uh, I said all of that just to say, Raider Nation, stay cool. We're going to be on the same page. We're all going to be pulling for the Raiders, but irregardless of who they draft, they're going to try to fill the needs that are necessary. They know better than us. I know we don't think so, but uh, they know their players. They see them day in and day out. And and we're going to start to see that. I think over the last few years, we just had too much turmoil in the nation, beginning with Bill Callahan. I think Cable and Davis are on the same page. Things are looking pretty good. I think, as I said not too long ago, that um, the hiring of Paul Hackett is going to be key. And now that they got Jeff Garcia in there, that boy Jamarcus Russell, I believe he has a lot of potential. I know there's been some out there that that people like to say, oh, those, those are the great Raider fans. I love hearing that Raider fan, and they down Jamarcus. But the last two games of the season, people started to think differently about Russell, which means that he has the potential to be what we, we need him to be. Not what we think he ought to be, but what we need him to be. Right now, we're still a running team, and he did not have great receivers last year. And I know, you know some of the nation talked about how you know, he's potentially a bust and he, his inaccuracy. And I'm telling you that more than likely, this guy was not confident in his receivers he was still in his first year, and I know everybody wants to look at Joe Flacco, and they want to look at, at, at the, the kid down there in Atlanta. They had surrounding cast around those guys. Russell was running for his life, didn't have people who could catch the ball or run the appropriate patterns. Having said that, if the Raiders draft Crabtree and in the second round draft another receiver, every single last one of us is still going to be pulling for them. And if they decide to draft two tackles, everybody's going to still be pulling for them. And if they draft Raji, fine. If they draft Rocco, fine. It doesn't matter. We're still going to be out there cheering for them. So what I'm saying is let's just stay cool. Because I'm going to tell you what, some of y'all are down in Russell. Give him the appropriate time. And, you know, some of those guys who are 16 years old calling in and, and talking about down and Russell and talking about they, we shouldn't have got McFadden and all of that kind of stuff, 
Guys, y'all haven't been around long enough to understand how the Raiders have operated over the years. We only had one quarterback in all of that time that we ever developed, and that was Kenny Stabler. Jim Plunkett came in. Jeff Hostetler came in. Rich Gannon came in as seasoned veterans. We never had a, a quarterback coach that, that developed the quarterback. Now we've got a quarterback coach, and I think we're going to see a difference in Russell this year that um, – this thing is going to turn around, and it's going to turn around quick. And so I'm excited about that. I hope, I hope that the defense improves too. But you know what? If we get an offense that can score a lot of points, that will put a lot of things to rest. And I know defense wins championships, but the Rams won a championship a few years ago with, with the greatest show on turf. We'll see. That's another thing. Everybody went from the Raiders ain't going to do nothing to now we're talking about, hey, I got high expectations. They're going to make the playoffs this year. Calm down, people. Calm down. Let's see what happens. All right, we're all on the same page. Go Raiders. You're absolutely right, man. Like I said, it's a crapshoot. The draft is a crapshoot. Uh, as far as Jay Russ goes, you know I've given him crap. I'm going to be here. I'll admit it. But uh, he's got to get up and do his thing. And I understand that he's developing, and I'm not saying get out of, get him out of here. I'm not, I've never said even bench him. I just say keep playing him because I think he can do it. He's almost there. His last two games were brilliant. They were brilliant games. Cautious, but they were very well played. He thought him out. It was a great quarterback. And as far as D-Mac, I don't know anybody who didn't want D-Mac. I mean, I, I don't think uh, D-Mac was a, a good choice, a great running back. We couldn't pass him up. Great talent. Wait you see what he does this season. And as far as uh, people having expectations, every season, my brother, as a Raider fan, I have always said this year looks good, no matter what we do, even if it's that WTF pick. I always say it's going to happen this season. Let's get it together. I also say this. We've lost for six years in a row, man. And it's time to turn this shit around. And I think this season, I, there's been a lot of wisdom out there, a lot of good things. I'm feeling good about it. And I think we ought to give everybody an opportunity. And whoever we draft, like he said, we're going to welcome them in. Welcome to the Raiders. And we're going to love them because that's our team. And uh, I thank you for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. I appreciate every fan that's out there paying attention to me. Uh, anybody out there fighting for our country, God bless you. Keep safe. And uh, you know our hearts are with you guys for sure. And uh, with that said, that's the end of this show. And I am Raider Greg. And I.